And thank you for joining me in the garden today. For this first podcast episode, I thought it'd be nice to take you on a virtual tour of my garden and then I'll give you some background on how I got to this point. I hope that through this podcast episode and then future podcast episodes, I'll be able to give you some advice from my own experience, also some inspiration and some resources in order to grow beautiful ornamental plants, delicious fruit and vegetables and to keep chickens in an organic and wildlife friendly garden. Hi, I'm Hannah. Thank you for joining me on my journey to self-sufficiency. Please give my podcast a review and if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. If you'd like to see more of what I'm up to, please come and join me over on my Instagram. I thought it'd be good to start today's garden tour in the front garden. And the front garden is the area that I'm growing my vegetables in. The reason is because it's south facing, which means it gets sun for the most part of the day. What I hadn't really thought about was that we are overlooking the sea. So we're quite an exposed area um, and it can be quite windswept. The garden's quite steep and so there are three tiers to compensate on the hill. The bottom of the tiers is uh, like this crazy paving area. We haven't really utilised it yet. We hope to, to build some extra kind of growing areas down there one day. Our middle tier is where we have our currently built raised beds. And we built them here because the ground is just really poor. And so we thought it would just be easier to lift it up off the ground and be able to just add in some new soil. The first of the three raised beds contains French beans. They're doing quite well. They're a bit later in the season than what I've seen lots of other French beans. Our middle of the three raised beds contains half lettuce and also half tomatoes it was a a fully a full lettuce bed earlier on in the season and we had half of it as cut and come again lettuce and half as head lettuce the head lettuce is still in but I've taken out all of the leftovers of the cut and come again lettuce and where there's a space I like to fill it up and I had loads of tomato plants so I thought I'll stick them in so and then in the next uh, raised bed is probably our craziest planting scheme it's gone a bit wilder as it's gone along and the end bed has um, spinach which is now bolted but I'm still using it as uh, cooking leaves it's also got spring onions it's got um, beetroot it's got uh, what else has it got in it's got a whole assortment of things it's got a random dwarf french bean uh, there were more french beans uh, but some birds came and ate the seeds so there's only kind of one there now and there's also a volunteer tomato that I hadn't even planted no idea how it got there seems to be quite happy though so yeah that's the spinach the spring onions the beetroot the french bean the dwarf french beans and the volunteer tomato we then have a top tier and in this area we've got some wildlife pockets which maybe another time I'll talk about wildlife growing um We've also got, it's much more of a kind of market garden style planting area. We have red cabbage, we have broccoli, we have carrots, we have peas, we have onions, we have garlic, rhubarb, lots of pots of courgettes, 
uh, and the cold frame as well is in that area and the cold frame is where I have the rest of the tomato plants. I've also got some mint up there. It's quite a, a random assortment of plants but it's a really good space to grow everything in. We then come over to the side garden and this area we've dedicated as a wildlife space and so we've tried to make it a beneficial habitat for birds, bees, butterflies and other beneficial insects. So we have wildflowers, we have ornamental plants, we have things that are traditionally weeds and we let it run a little rampant so it's really really beautiful but it's also as untouched as possible. So we have plants in here like fuchsias and we have uh, begonias and we have uh, nasturtiums and cornflowers, scarlet pimpernel. There's just so many plants crammed in. I'm just trying to imagine them all off the top of my head. I think sometime I'll have to do a whole podcast episode all about just this small wildlife garden. We installed a pond uh, a little while ago at the beginning of the year and that's begin to establish the plants are beginning to grow down around it and it would be really nice to see how it develops over the years as it becomes more natural more wild and more of a, a place so then we come through to the back garden so our back garden actually is just mostly a giant chicken enclosure we have cornered off 50 square metres of the back garden to make a protective chicken enclosure. Um, but we wanted to make it as big as possible so that they can still display their natural behaviour. And in their enclosure, we have willows, we have two giant flamingo bushes, an unidentified bush that one day I need to figure out what it actually is. And we also have two raspberry bushes, gooseberries, red currants and black currants. So there's plenty of things growing. Um, I can't grow too many things because unfortunately they will probably eat it all. Uh, and behind the chicken enclosure, we then have um, three apple trees and a plum tree before we reach the, the, the boundary hedge. And so we've managed to cram quite a lot in the back garden as well. I hope you enjoyed that garden tour. There's so much more I'd love to share with you on future episodes, but for now I'm going to move on. I'm going to share with you a little bit my farming experiences and some other background information on why I'm so passionate about creating this garden. I left school at 16 and wasn't sure what to do as a next step. And I'd always been inspired by these stories that my dad used to tell me of farm work that he'd done over the years. And so I decided that I wanted to be a farmer. I went off to college and studied an extended diploma in agriculture. And I loved every minute of it. We covered topics like traditional agriculture involving things like beef farming, dairy farming, sheep, etc., but we also covered things like soil sciences and habitat management and conservation. And I just fell in love with agriculture. It was brilliant. And I got to do work experience in some really cool places. I got to work on a farm park, uh, get the animals ready for the children to visit. I got to work on a dairy farm. And when I 
finished college, I got my diploma, but I was faced with a problem that there was actually no work available. I got to do some work in St Fagans as the as a shepherdess for a while, but I just couldn't find a career. Uh, and so I had to get a job, as everyone has to. And so I started working in an industry completely distant from agriculture. And I haven't managed to get a job back there since. But it stayed in my mind that it was something that I always wanted to strive for. Gardening, however, hadn't been on my agenda really at all. My granddad always had an incredible garden. He grew cabbages and a whole bunch of other veg, along with apple trees. He had loads of fruit berries, fruit bushes. He had beautiful ornamental plants. I always loved his garden, uh, but I'd never really done that much gardening until my mum got an allotment. And that's when I began to see why Grandad loved his garden so much. I just fell in love with the feeling of producing the food that I eat, being able to just put the world behind me and immerse myself in sowing, in weeding and in harvesting. And as over time I became more aware of the impact that we're having on our world and I really sought to reduce my plastic waste and my carbon footprint and my reliance on supermarket produce, I began to seek this more kind of sustainable and self-sufficient lifestyle. In August last year, in August 2019, me and my husband managed to buy our first home together. Uh, we bought a ex-council house here in South Wales. And what's lovely about ex-council houses is they come with lots of garden. In fact, actually, I found out recently that these 1950s council houses were designed for families to grow their own veg, to keep chickens and to keep one pig. I've missed out on that one pig, but um, I began to immediately clear the front garden to make way for my vegetables, as you heard in my um, in my little garden tour. So my front front garden is my vegetable garden, and then the back garden I fenced off to make my chicken enclosure. And honestly, the last year I have learnt so much more. The choices of plants that I'm growing and the methods that I'm growing them in is constantly changing as I constantly find new ways to, to grow plants the most efficiently, but also to have the best impact on this planet. So I hope that there will be some real knowledge I can bring to these podcasts, things that I learnt in college and things I've learnt from family, but also that I'll share with you the ups and the downs. You know, we all have have problems with our gardens and so hopefully we'll be able to discover those solutions together. And also just some general musings. The garden is such a meditative place that I look forward to sharing with you thoughts that I have along the way. I thought I'd wrap it up there. Please leave a review if you enjoyed this. Um, and if you've got any questions, please come and see me over on my Instagram. I've left the link in my bio. I'd love to be able to answer questions on this podcast. And next week, I look forward to sharing with you some more information, some more updates. So catch you on the next one. Have a lovely week and God bless.